0: Hello and welcome to another Innovation Forum podcast. My name is Toby Webb and joining me today in the podcast is Alison Ward, CEO of Cotton Connect. Alison, how are you?
1: Great. We've been having a great conversation here today in Dublin at the Textile Exchange Conference.
0: Certainly have. Regenerative is the word on everyone's lips and we've been talking about it for over an hour with a bunch of cotton and sustainability and textile executives. Before we get into that, just give the listeners a bit of an overview on where Cotton Connect is up to on regenerative cotton and perhaps start just telling us who Cotton Connect are, because not all of our listeners will remember.
1: Cotton Connect is a social enterprise and our mission is to work with farmers right at the beginning of the cotton supply chain and then work with and educate farmers to make that cotton more sustainable and then connect the cotton into global supply chains. And without doing too much of an advert, we were here in Dublin and visited the first Primark store, the Penny Store, which is the original store here. And it's great to see cotton from our programmes into jeans, into t-shirts. And even better, it, there's a labelling on product and there's also signage in the store talking about cotton. So really fantastic to see not only traceable cotton into the high street, but also a, the beginning of a consumer communication around cotton and communities that are part of that supply chain. That's exactly what, what we've been wanting to do over the last 10 years.
0: Well, it's great to see that happening. Let's go back to the other end of the supply chain, the farmers. You're working now with 3,000 farmers on a pilot scheme to trial putting a regenerative code on top of your sustainable cotton code. Just explain all that for us.
1: So we've seen across commodities, so in food, across agriculture, we've seen Walmart, Nestle looking at regenerative and we also felt that this was really important for cotton and really looking at climate change adaptation, looking at farmer resilience, improving biodiversity at a farm level. This year we've been able to launch a code which outlines what we see as a criteria for regenerative in cotton, but most importantly we're testing it with 3,000 farmers. fundamental to what we do at Cotton Connect is listen to that farmer voice, there's no point us coming in and telling farmers what to do if it doesn't drive livelihoods and doesn't really have the outputs that we need to see in those rural communities.
0: So how many farmers were you working with on just sustainability code implementation and then how does that compare with the 3,000 you've done the pilot with?
1: Over 10 years we've worked with 560,000 farmers, so we have a big platform. Wow. We need to keep looking at what's next in agriculture, what do farmers want next and then how can we serve those needs, but also really importantly engage brands and retailers in that journey as well.
0: And so what have you seen from the pilots of regenerative? And I think it's important to distinguish here that the sustainability code is about farm management, continuous improvement, getting some of the basics right to have a more sustainable farm but then regenerative comes on top to focus more on ecosystems, nature, agroforestry and crop diversification. Is that a good Uh, way of describing it? Yeah,
1: thank you. Very helpful, actually. Um, And I think defining regenerative is also a big question, and it's something we're working on so we can really understand what we mean when we're talking about regenerative as well. We've been speaking to farmers in Pakistan in terms of what they're seeing through this new education and information. They've been encouraging birds back into the farm. We've seen that through education farmers are able to produce honey on the farm, which obviously is an additional income source. I've also heard from a farmer in India who's been making a local a natural pesticide and of course again he saved money but also I think he was really proud that the farmer next door hadn't done it and the whitefly attack was much worse than the next door farm he'd saved money and his buddy is obviously going to be adopting those practices next year I think so it's really good to see some really practical solutions coming through so early on in this pilot.
0: So my understanding is that with your sustainability code yields are up for farmers and then they can use those increased resources to invest in regenerative processes, which then over time make them more resilient, enable them to diversify their income. From a farmer point of view, is that how you sell it?
1: Certainly in the core work, we're seeing an increase in income. Obviously, it's up to the farmers how they spend the money. Through the work we're doing, we have provided some saplings in terms of the agroforestry part of regenerative. But also, we're beginning to see that this could be a small income generator for women who could grow saplings and then sell them to farmers. A a real micro-micro-enterprise, so a few rupees sale. Mm -hmm. But really, sort of giving women in particular some entrepreneurial activity is within the agronomy and the farm as well.
0: Yeah, your colleague Hardy was telling us how some farms are able to gain up to 25 kilograms of honey and get over a thousand rupees yeah. per kilo of honey. I mean, that sounds like a, a decent bit of income.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think here we're really seeing how you can really change lives, but also give people more empowerment, standing a bit taller and prouder as a businessman or woman in their farm. So that's really what's at, at the heart of what we do at Cotton Connect. But we mustn't forget the brand and the supply chain because we don't just want to create change, transform lives at a farm level, we really want to transform that supply chain as well.
0: Yeah. Of course, I imagine there'll be long-term some really good mental health benefits for farmers as well. You know, surrounded by nature. Yeah, you know, suicide's been a massive issue in, in Indian farming for years. I imagine in the long term, be interesting to see if people's general well-being, yeah. surrounded by nature, has got to be improved by regenerative practices. I imagine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I met a farmer who was saying the birds have returned. And just that bird song back in the farm is just, I, th- I think, was incredible for him through erecting bird perches and really encouraging wildlife through border crops. yeah, Very effective, but also, yes, you're right, But really encouraging nature back into the cotton farm as well.
0: So what happens now with your 3,000 farmers <laughs> who've been through the pilot? You're, you're going to have some data by early next year on what that's yes, done, that's what, right. what regenerative practices have done for yield. What's next? Are we going to see a regenerative logo in Primark on clothes? How, how's it going to work? How are we going to take this further?
1: Yeah, so we'll have the data early next year and that will be ready for the cotton season coming up from April onward. The goal is that we continue to expand the programme and that we really take the lessons learned, but ultimately we would want to see that all of our cotton work is regenerative, as we see that as the future, but it's really about taking those steps at the right pace and making sure we are really driving benefit at a farm level, we're not just imposing something that we think is a good idea.
0: Mm Well, let's turn to the discussion we just had with 15 or so executives here at the Textile Exchange Conference. One of the things that came up in the conversation consistently was this discussion about definitions. And there was general agreement around the table, which I thought was very interesting, that we shouldn't necessarily try too hard to define regenerative, as long as the stuff underneath is there that helps you measure and manage and have a more sustainable farm. Tell us about that discussion and why you feel there was agreement that actually we shouldn't worry too much about the definition. Mm.
1: I think there was a real feeling that it was about outcomes and that having the right outcomes. We also had a discussion about putting people at the heart of climate change discussions and regenerative. If we really think it through a people lens that that will give us success in terms of outcomes. So in terms of our hierarchy in the work we've done, which is on our website, we've got livelihoods as our ultimate goal. And I think that's really important. Biodiversity is a key base for what we're doing, but really seeing that we must ensure resilience and resilient livelihoods for the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The discussion we had today was really to kick off a bit more of a conversation amongst players in, in cotton as to what regenerative does and will do. And of course, we at Innovation Forum are trying to link up some of that with work happening in other crops and commodities so we can try and draw out some lessons. We've been working with Cotton Connect on that for a while. What are your hopes for what we do next with this idea, Alison?
1: We're really at the beginning of the journey, and I think that we've really wanted to work with Innovation Forum to have that discussion, not just in the cotton sector which we've done today in Dublin, but also in the sort of wide agricultural sector. It's about sharing knowledge, it's about sharing expertise, but also some of this we've got right. Maybe there's something we need to adapt and change. So it's really about a different way of having that dialogue, stakeholder dialogue.
0: Alison, thanks so much for your time again.
1: No, thanks. Great pleasure. Thank you.